welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great, Jeff. Well, I'm glad that you are back. You were on property for a couple of days doing a whole bunch of experiences. We had spoken to you after Fantasmic, which was really exciting. But you were there as we are welcoming back uh, an experience to Walt Disney World. They are introduce, reintroducing the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And I know that you were there. I'm excited to talk about it tonight. I am too. And happy holidays to all of our listeners. It is amazing to me, you know, I'm on property often as we've talked about. And this is one of those trips that's been probably five, six months in the works since the day they announced the tickets. And this was going to be my nice, quiet trip. I was going to enjoy some calm days, some resort time and just fit in this party. And as you said, it all came together and became very busy. We did the opening of Fantasmic, the reopening of Akashars. It's been a busy, busy time down at Walt Disney World. <laughs> well, which is a good thing because, you know, as we continue to do these shows, as we are climbing out of the pandemic and restrictions are getting lifted on things like Cruise Line and et cetera, et cetera, you know, we're looking at some of these experiences that existed pre-pandemic. We're looking at the experience that existed middle of the pandemic or coming out of the pandemic as they were reopening. And now we're looking at the experiences that are taking place right now. So I guess the first question that I, I want to do before we get into specifics, just to really kind of get it out of the way, is, you know, there were some modified experiences, we'll be generous and call them, <laughs> during the pandemic. And then there were the experiences, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party that existed pre-pandemic, and now there's this party. Where does this fall in relation to everything that we just said? I think it's back. We see all the things we loved and Again, it's been quite a while now that the parks haven't had social distancing and masking. We're seeing full parades and character photos where you can stand next to them and get autographs and really the return of everything that we love so much. Okay, cool. So let's get the specifics then. You know, when does this party occur? Uh, you know, what time is it? That type of thing. Let's Let's break that down for folks. You know, there's a meme that's floating around social media that is fairy godmother and Cinderella's coach and a pumpkin. Right. And it says, you know, at the strike of midnight on Halloween, boom, and it's Christmas. <laughs> and It's true. <laughs> it is true. It is. Christmas always comes first to the Magic Kingdom. But I was able to see things going up at resorts in the gingerbread in Grand Floridian. And so parties begin the first week in November and they go all the way through December 22nd. Typically four parties a week, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so for those of you not doing parties, it really takes a lot of planning because that means unless you're going to watch fireworks from outside of the park, that only gives you three nights a week to see Magic Kingdom fireworks. All right, I'm going to ask you about what it means for regular park guests in a second. But you gave us the days, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday are typical for four shows, four parties a week. What about the timing? Because when we had broke down the Mickey's 
not so scary Halloween party. You know, there was a specific time that they were letting some folks in. I know that's kind of been common practice. What do you have as far as the timing? The party is officially 7 p.m. to midnight, but they do let guests in starting at 4 p.m. with that party ticket. So if you don't have a hopper, you can do another park in the morning and head to Magic Kingdom at 4 or no park ticket and just enter anytime after 4 p.m. with your party ticket. Okay, good to know. So now I'm going to ask you, what does that mean for regular park guests? You had said that, you know, if you're a fireworks person, you've got to time and, and make your reservations accordingly around the party. What else are we looking at? What other things do a regular, quote unquote, regular park guest have to keep in mind? You bet. It's one thing that they started doing years ago, which I really applaud them for. The park closes an hour before the party starts. So we said the party is at seven. The park technically closes at six. So what that means is beginning at 6 p.m., if you don't have a party wristband, you can no longer get online for a ride. You can no longer freely wander the park. They really work on getting everybody to Main Street and then out. If there is merchandise specific to the party, even though you might be shopping in Emporium, you will not be allowed to buy that merchandise without the wristband. And one of the other things that they finally have done is when you go to make dining reservations, if it is during the party or during that limbo time, you have to check a box that says, I have a party ticket and understand I cannot go to this dining reservation without a party ticket. So they're really trying to make sure that those that are there for the party and paid the handsome fee to be there get those benefits and those that didn't come back tomorrow. So you had mentioned park hopping just recently as, as we were breaking down the, the timing of the whole thing. So I have a question for you because I was just on property, as you know, at the end of October and there were those Mickey's not so scary Halloween party days that I was there for. And we did park hop to the magic kingdom on those days. And it was significantly lighter than what I had expected is that a common thing or did I just kind of get lucky there on some of these days where people are clearing out a little bit early because of these parties? Has that been a trend that you've been in tune with or that people have told on you about? On the weekdays, we see that a lot more. Guests who don't have park hoppers want to get what they consider the full value of their ticket. Right. So if they could go to Magic Kingdom 8 to 6 or they could go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios 8 to 9, they're going to pick nine o'clock. Also, for a lot of people who might only do, let's say, a four-day base ticket, they're going to go to each park once. They want to do Magic Kingdom on a night that they can see fireworks. So typically, there is a little bit less of a crowd during the day. And again, depending on the family, I sometimes encourage my families who are not going to the party to make that a Magic Kingdom day if they have two of them. It's a great way, if you can time it midweek, to give yourself a break. Get out of there by 6 o'clock, have dinner, and be back in your room at a normal hour instead of the 10, 11, or 12 that you might be keeping your kids up to because you've seen fireworks and are then headed back to the resort. So it can work really strategically and planning to kind of recharge you for the next day. I'm somebody that when I see the amount of parties that they're having – 
I get kind of frustrated in the sense that I feel like they're they're taking some of these days away from us quote unquote regular guests over that want to attend the Magic Kingdom. But I was incredibly pleasantly surprised at how efficient my family of four with two small kids was able to navigate the Magic Kingdom on a, on a, a party day. So I my my opinion kind of changed to that respect because I did hit it midweek. So if this is something that sounds like the trip that you or your traveling party is going to take, you know, take the advice, try it out, see if it works, especially if you have a park hopper because I think you might be surprised at some of the wait times that you're going to hit. Um, all right, so let's break down the cost, right? We talked about the the days and the times. Where do we stand as far as cost? Starting price, depending on date, is $179 an adult and $169 a child. So it is a big investment for a family of four. You're looking $750. Now, when you say starting at $179, is it, is it tiered as we get closer to Christmas? Does it get more expensive if it's on a weekend? On, on Friday, is that more expensive? A Sunday? How are... Both of those things. Typically. <laughs> of course, yes. The first party is more expensive because they know all the people like me want to do the first one. Right. And, you know, it's tough for me to say this as somebody who believes in the magic and you can all say I drink the Kool-Aid. The bottom line is this is a business with shareholders. And so as much as it kills me to fork over the amounts that I sometimes do, they're doing a smart business. If the first night is the most popular charge more money. You know, that's a basic law of business. Keep charging more until people stop paying it. So you said starting at 179 for the adult, what was the kid price one more time? 169. So at that price point, are you seeing it sell out like across the board? Do you expect sellouts across the the calendar for these for these parties? 95% of the parties are sold out. Okay. And I expect them to see 100% sell out. What can we expect from the night? You know, we we talked about how this, you said this is back from what it was originally. So we have some some folks that are listening that, that frequented that party before the pandemic. And we have some folks that have no idea what we're talking about. So what can we expect? I think, again, it's a personal choice what you want to make of the party. I know many clients who go just to make it a night of thrills. They want to do Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train over and over with those small lines and that's all they're doing thrill ride after thrill ride after thrill ride others like me love all the shows and the extras this is actually my favorite parade of the year when the toy soldiers come down the street it is holiday time and i am happy so mickey's once upon a christmas parade twice nightly 8 30 and 11 and again that second parade is always going to be less crowded i will say all the event planners at Disney, I am so sorry that the rain always comes out <laughs> for your first parties of the season and the events that you have. And this was no exception. It absolutely poured off and on. And the thing that was nice to know is they really held firm on that parade is something that guests love. And so... As we were getting a little drenched and they announced, you know, the 830 parade has been delayed by 15 minutes and 15 more minutes and 15 more minutes. So it can mess a little bit with 
some of the shows, but getting that parade out there is super important to them. And it's because that parade is true magic. You can't watch that parade and not smile and hum and dance and be in the holiday spirit. So what else from that night, aside from the, the, the parade that may be delayed, like a spirit flight might be delayed. What else, what, what other experiences can we expect? Returning this year, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks above the castle at 10 PM. There's also a castle stage show that didn't really happen because of the rain this time right. and the changes in the parade. But it was funny. I was pretty convinced the show was going to happen. They must have had a dozen people out there with brooms and towels and getting the stage dry and perfect. And then they announced that the show would not be happening, but they brought us a little treat instead. So you can check out our YouTube channel. The, all the characters and the dancers came out. They did one quick song and went back in, but it was great to see the stage so full. There's also three dance parties going on. Club Tinsel in Cosmic Rays. That's got a huge dance floor right by the DJ, and they've got some elves dancing with the kids. Back in Storybook Circus, if your child is a Disney Junior fan, there is nothing like being able to dance with Doc McStuffins and Sophia the First. And then over on the Tomorrowland stage, another dance party, a variety of characters both on the stage and down on the dance floor with guests. Everything from The Incredibles, Mike and Sully. So a great spot to visit there. And again, one of the things that these parties are definitely known for is an abundance of characters and many of them in their holiday attire. I know Moana is super popular and not always easy to find. This party was a little bit different, again, because of the excessive rain and the horrible forecast they really worked for where can we move these characters inside that they can still be found that we can easily have a queue and we can still give this bit of magic so moana was doing her greets in the queue of the enchanted tiki room hmm. interesting i mean it, it makes from a theming perspective it, it makes the most sense <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a great idea. What about the other photo spots? Are there any other places where people were, were taking photos that you think were, were unique? They came out with these new photo boxes and we've seen them for special events and we've seen them as part of the flower and garden festival. So there are three of them on your map. One of them is a really adorable Hawaiian Christmas theme. And again, it's not something that I would, you know, race around and kill yourself to get to, but they're placed in spots. You're going to probably go past them on the walkway. I've walked past them several times. Sometimes literally there was no one there. Sometimes there was a line of 20 people. Again, it's so hard. It seems like you've got so much time, but you're trying to fit so many things in. So it's all about choices that night. Okay, so we've made it a significant portion through our program and we haven't discussed food. Every time we discuss one of these parties, the concept of food comes right to the forefront. So we did a great job tonight of having not led with it. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but let's talk about the food because at these you particular know, parties, I, that's that's a thing that people really, really care about. I think we didn't lead with it because it wasn't overly impressive for me this year. Okay. It it met my expectations. Um. 
again, one of the changes when they had those abbreviated parties, there was lots of free ice cream and popcorn and things. This is back to the regular party. Okay. So it's cookies and drink stops. And I think last year they got a complaint because the cookies were the same pretty much everywhere. So they worked with Cheryl's cookies, which are awesome. Those individually packaged larger cookies. And every stop had a different cookie. And they worked hard, a little bit bigger than shot glasses to provide different drinks, different flavors of cider and eggnog. And a new partner for them this year, they worked with Home Free Cookies. Sometimes they do their best on allergens. It's often the enjoy life or here's a little sticker for you if you don't meet all the allergens. Um, Somebody, as somebody with allergies in our family, this one really kind of covers them all. Nut-free, peanut-free, egg-free, dairy-free, rice-free, soy-free, and gluten-free. And I'm told they taste a little bit better than cardboard. It's amazing. Not entirely taste-free. It's amazing that they can even make something that they could call a cookie that doesn't have any of those things in it. I, as somebody who has a, a very good friend whose, whose daughter has so many of those allergies that you just listed, it's a really difficult thing. And to offer something like that for, for any guest that may be attending, whether they're young or young at heart, like that's a, that's a huge win. And you really can't put a price tag on that because it's something that's so difficult to enjoy. And it's nice to see, because I know we talk about it, Halloween, how they have the teal pumpkin, and they do have Enjoy Life cookies and the gummy bears that you can have, but they don't have a lot of options. Right. And so they end up giving non-Disney-themed little tchotchke things, and it's frustrating for me to see that. So it was nice to see, even though there wasn't a variety of these cookies, they were the same one at every stop. It was something that worked for everybody. And I think the reality is, unfortunately, people who have these allergens or several of these allergens are thrilled to have something they can have. They know that variety is not the spice of life for them. Right, right. It's not that there's 12 brands of cookies. They're appreciative that there's one. So it was nice to see this option. What about anything that was special for the event? You know, we always talk about those types of things, the special food items and drink items for the event. Anything anything for this one? So one of the things that they've started doing is as they come out with their plethora of themed foods and the descriptive book we got this year, there is holiday food not only in the parks, but every resort. And what we saw is that the majority of the holiday items in Magic Kingdom were also available to everyday guests. There weren't a lot of party-specific foods. Um, There were three. I did get to two of them. One of them was a little uh, water-soaked by the time I got to it. I had the bear claw, which was actually really good. It was kind of a combination of a cookie-slash-croissant with chocolate in the middle, covered in icing, my great sugar fill. (laughs) Um, But I I really think that belonged over in Animal Kingdom because it fits with their holiday, Merry Menagerie, much better than the Christmas party, but it was good. Um, And the big thing this year that I will proudly say I did not get to take home in my suitcase was any of the specialty popcorn buckets. I really 
am trying not to do that impulse buy. They look amazing. <laughs> but all of these specialty ones now are unique shapes, which is really cool if you have somewhere to display them. But when you're stacking them in the pantry with all your other popcorn buckets and they don't fit because they don't stack, it's super disappointing. So I held strong. I will say all of those types of things were sold at outdoor vendors. Kudos to the cast members who were stuck standing, not in the booth selling things, but they had them all in full rain gear standing outside in the pouring rain showing these things off so that people knew where to get online and what great spirited cast members i had the opportunity to talk with well i don't i don't think anybody really understands just how difficult avoiding that impulse buy is for you so i give you a ton of credit because i know that that, that, (laughs) that is not a strong suit of yours so kudos 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 uh, we're at the point in the show when I ask you what haven't we covered, what haven't we covered that folks need to know before we put this show to rest. So much. I'm going to try and go quick and narrow it down. All right. I'll set your timer. Go. All right. The party ends as you're walking out with a great souvenir print. That seems to be a new thing. And I love taking home a free $179 souvenir But something to commemorate the evening without me making a purchase is a bonus. Sure. And that is one per person. And they're clearly prepared for the rain because they are individually wrapped. So they don't get ruined. Good. Well, the parties are all saying they're sold out. And I make no promises here. There have been tickets for sale in guest services day of for sold out parties. Don't count on it. But if you're hoping for it. I suggest go early, find out if they have them, find out they might tell you a certain time to come back, but that is going to be inside in City Hall in Magic Kingdom only. And there has been signage, hasn't there? Like sold out, not sold out type of thing. I mean, at least there was for the for the Halloween parties. I'm there was sure. a sold out sign as I arrived and people getting tickets. So, okay. so it might be misleading. Check. Definitely ask if it's the be-all and end-all, but I will answer the question that nobody's asking. No, they are not discounted last-minute tickets. They are (laughs) full-price tickets still. I don't know who's asking that, but clearly. This is not like going to the Ticks booth in New York City. We do not discount tickets. No, not so much. All right, anything else? Again, I love the parade. This is my favorite of the year. So many floats, princesses, characters, As I said, they did a lot this year also with different scents coming off of different um, displays that came through. And of course, it ends with the toy soldiers and Santa. And so with the final party being December 22nd, this parade is actually available to park guests who are there Christmas week. So again, check your app, check your times guide, and you too can fall in love with the toy soldiers. I guess I will give one other last minute thing. Sure. My family loves on Christmas morning, we turn on ABC, we watch the parade. (laughs) Of course, yeah. It's not the real parade, I'll tell you that. It's a combination (laughs) of different things. But the most important thing to know is that is taped not on Christmas Day. No. It is. They want it perfect and pristine and they will not do it in the rain. And so I love, sometimes we are in Walt Disney World for Christmas and we are 
sitting in Wilderness Lodge or Beach Club watching TV <laughs> in our room. And my phone is ringing and I have people in my family saying, which side of the road are you standing on? <laughs> I'm on the couch. It was filmed weeks ago. Yeah. So don't think you're going Christmas Day and you're going to make it on TV. And likewise, don't go looking for your people that are there. But <laughs> definitely a great way to get in the holiday spirit. It is one of my favorite times of the year in Disney. Well, I know you just returned. I thank you for taking the trip down. And among the many things that we talked about last week, this week, and next week, I appreciate your master bit of knowledge here. And I wish you a very happy holidays. You too. Thanks. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>